Have you ever wondered what it'll be like to be mentored and taught by RC and Lisa? To be a part of an exclusive group with opportunities to ask questions to RC directly? There is a program called Mordecai Mission. It may be the opportunity you're looking for. Mordecai is a 12-week program conducted on Zoom by RC and Lisa. The program is named Mordecai because it was Mordecai who mentored Esther into her reign as queen. RC has been called the King of Queens. His passion for empowering women is like that of Mordecai. The program is for women seeking spiritual and emotional healing as well as a sense of purpose and a return to self-love. It's biblically based and spiritually empowered. It is roughly an hour of teaching done by RC. It then moves into Q&A. The program is based on three pillars. One, inner healing. Two, self-discovery. And three, self-development. The program runs for 12 weeks straight. Meetings are at the same time every weekend. The meetings are about 90 minutes to 2 hours. To be a part of the next group, go to www.rcblakes.com and register. Seats are limited. Pray about it. And if you feel a witness in your heart, don't procrastinate. Go ahead and register. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Hello, 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 hello. This is R.C. Blakes, and I am so excited to be able to share with you today on this Valentine's night, 2022. I hope I'm not in here by myself tonight. Um, I'm just excited. Now, recently, Lisa and I had a conversation that led me to deal with this subject matter tonight, and I did not realize at the time that this would be Valentine's night, but this subject is really kind of like right on time. And the, and the question that I'm asking is, how does a woman know when a man is worth giving her all to? How does a woman know? How, do you, how can you know when a man is actually worth you giving him your all? Now, before we can deal with this, the first thing you have to understand is, you have amazing value and worth to deposit into any man's life. You cannot allow the, the powers that be and the talking heads to convince you that somehow as a woman your value is not this or your value is not that or you don't have anything to bring to the table or you have nothing to offer. The Bible says in Proverbs 31, 10 through 12, it says, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. This is talking about that virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. Verse 12 says, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. 
This woman was a blessing to this man. This high value woman was a blessing to this high value man. This queen conscious woman was a blessing to this king conscious man. What did she bring into his life? What were some of the intangibles that she brought into his life? She brought loyalty. She brought, when the Bible says she did him good all the days of his life, you know, she, she was loyal. She brought partnership. This woman was a, was a brilliant woman. You know, she had her own enterprises. She brought loyalty. She brought partnership. She brought stability. She kept his house, you know, stable and running. She turned his home into his cave. And then she became his built-in confidant. He could trust her. The Bible says he could trust her with anything. All of the things that I find in my wife. And when you look in Proverbs 18.22, it says, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. So you bring, don't let anybody fool you or make you believe that somehow you know, you don't have value, you're not worth this because you're this age or you're that weight or you're this dress size or whatever, whatever, whatever. All of that's a lot of malarkey. God has built into the woman a favor that is deposited into the life of a, of a man that is wise enough to recognize her. Now, what is this favor that the woman brings? It's the favor of life. Women breathe life into everything. Women don't only lie on tables and give birth to children, but women breathe life into visions. Women breathe life into a man's dreams. Women breathe life into a man's self-esteem. I can't tell you how many times my wife has been the, the source you know, of, of, of jumping my self-esteem when I may have been at one of my lowest points. You know, maybe when I run, ran into obstacles where I'm trying to accomplish so much, but my brain just does, <laughs> doesn't work that fast. My wife steps in and she handles that for me. Now, the question is, you know, what man is worth you giving your all. And I'll tell you how I come to this, or I came to this. Lisa and I were having a conversation, and we were talking about, you know, our history. Well, actually, we were talking about one of our spiritual daughters, who seems to be kind of hung up on men that um, make money. I don't know how she can sit and listen to me all day long and... and, and make her decisions about men purely based on how much money they make. Because I heard one brilliant person say, just because a man can't afford you doesn't mean he can value you. But this particular dear heart, you know, we have some work to do with. She's, she's making her relational choices based on a man that has money. And then Lisa chimed in and she agreed with me that this is ludicrous. This does not make sense. There are a lot of great men who may not make six figures a year or seven figures a year, but are great guys and they're full of potential and if, if they get the right woman, they can get there. And then Lisa reminded me that when we got married, I was bringing home $750 every two weeks. Do the math. 
Your boy was bringing home seven fifty every two weeks, and that's what Lisa married. In terms of me financially, the question is, why did she marry me? Now y'all know the story how I said I wasn't getting married, and uh, I said to Lisa, you know, I don't want to tie your life up. You, you probably need to move on, and she did. And she got another another boyfriend, and he was a, 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 a you know big league baseball player. He was a star at the time, and so clearly this guy was more than likely. I, I haven't looked in his bank account, <laughs> his bank accounts, but he was more than likely a millionaire. And when I called Lisa and said, "Hey, you know, I've come to myself, and I want to know would you be my wife?" She said, "Yes, immediately." What made her make a decision for a man? that had the potential versus a man that had you know the manifestation of certain things I submit to you that there's a certain character that has to accompany a man's potential before a woman would invest her all into that man you see because if you invest all that God has put within you into a man that just has potential but no corresponding character you're going to be wishing and wishing and hoping and hoping and hoping and you're going to find yourself having to prod this man like a son get up get up get up you can do it you can do it you can do it try it again try it again try it again because he's going to lack the internal motivation Potential is never enough to marry. A woman should never invest all of herself into potential purely. That man has to have a corresponding character that says, this is who this guy is on the inside. He just needs the right woman to help him to put it all together. It's kind of like the jigsaw puzzle. You know, you can see the image on the box, but somebody has to be patient enough to put all of those pieces together. The brother is going to have to have all of the pieces in the box. But he's going to probably need the right woman to help him to what? Put it together. Because the woman is the life giver. But the question again is, what man is worth you making a full deposit of everything you have into him? A woman is the life giver biologically and socially and professionally and whatever else you want to add to it. Wherever we usually see great or men making great achievements, there's a woman behind the scene. There's a, there's a wife, there's a girlfriend, there's a mother, there's a secretary, there's a sister. The woman is like the soil. If she receives the seed, the right seed from the man, she does not know how to discriminate. She germinates whatsoever seed is in the man. So because the woman is the life giver, it means that the woman has to be wise enough to know who to give all of her favor, the Bible calls it. 
all of her goodness too. Because if you make that investment in a man that just has potential, or a man that has no potential, or a man that has potential but no character, or a man that has character but no vision, no dreams, how does a woman know what man is right for her to give her all to? Because the problem or a problem arises when you pour your life into a man. Remember, you're the life giver. When you pour your life into a man who only used you for the benefits, he was never worthy of your all. And how often does that happen? How many women do that on a daily basis? You take and you give you're all to a man that never even deserved a conversation. Because it's the, it's the natural response of a woman to help empower a man she's fond of. Just because, watch this, just because you're fond of a man or you're infatuated by a man or you think you love a man does not mean that that man is worthy of what God has put in you to deposit into him. And see what happens is women are drawn to need. You, 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 you know, you, you're, you're drawn to meeting needs. And so you conclude that he needs me. But just because he needs you does not mean... He deserves you. Just because you can help him does not mean he deserves you. There must be a vetting process of any and every man that you would allow to come into your life and any man that you would open the doors of your heart to and pour out everything that God has given to you. You need a vested, you need as a woman a vested partner and not another project. There are some of you that relate to that. You know, you, you've had one project after another, one project after another. You're sitting here tonight and you're at home by yourself because you just got rid of your last project. And if, if you don't sit down and really pull yourself together, you'll mess around and you'll go and you'll get another project, yet another one. Proverbs 20 and 6 says, watch this. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. In other words, you can find a dude all up and down the streets that can brag on himself and talk a big game, but a man that's actually following through, where do we find him at? You have to find him, watch this, you have to find the man worthy of you. But you have to first understand your own value. You must find the man worthy. Watch this. You cannot make him worthy. You cannot give a man what he needs to be your man. He either has it or he doesn't. I'm preaching better than you all are shouting. You see, if a home is going to be built between a man and a woman, 
the man would have the responsibility of bringing the foundation, pouring the foundation, framing the structure, while the woman would bring to the project the colors and, and the special features that gives life to the project. The man builds a house, the woman builds a home. But what man is worthy of that woman's offerings? You see, this is an important conversation because God never called you to be gullible and used by opportunists. And that's what you have a lot of today. You have a lot of narcissistic, opportunistic, uh, feminized men that use women for a come up. It's not until you wake up as a woman and realize that I have to begin to vet these guys rather than pouring out all that I have into one unworthy guy after another, after another, after another. Let me read something for you. In Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 19, it says, And it came to pass as we went to pray, a servant damsel, possessed with the spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying or witchcraft. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit that was in the woman, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their, here's the part I want you to see, when her masters, which were men, saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they were using her to make money. They were capitalizing on her. They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Well, you can read the rest of the story. But they were using this woman for their own personal gain. And I think, you know, that, that capsulizes what, um, a, what a, a broken man does with women. He will use her, break her, for his own personal gain. It is the woman's responsibility. It is the woman's responsibility to be wise enough to know how to vet any man that she would allow into her life. Just because a man has potential, it does not mean he has the character to match. So doing an assessment of a man's character is essential before you make your greatest investment in him. An assessment before an investment. That's good, isn't it? You should do an assessment before every investment. What, what's going on typically with most ladies is you do the investment and then after the investment goes you know, south, then you do the assessment. Why don't you do the assessment first and then determine if this individual is worth the investment. Potential without integrity is criminal. Potential without ethic is squandered. Potential without a corresponding hustle is a frustration. Have you ever seen somebody that has all of the potential in the world but no hustle? 
And then you see somebody with a fraction of the potential, but all of the hustle, and they pass the person by that has all of the potential. Potential without a plan is like a builder without a blueprint. Every woman should research to make certain that the man she would give her all to does not just have potential, but he has a corresponding character. Because potential is attractive, but it's not sustainable. And that's been the problem. You've been giving your offerings to people that are attractively filled with potential, but no corresponding character. And the Bible says in Matthew 7 and 6, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and destroy you. Now, to resist dressing a pig up, you know, with your pearls requires a few things. And that's what I liken, you know, what most of, or a lot of you do. You take a pig and you think you're going to give it a bath and put some powder on it and put some perfume on it and some lipstick on it. And you think you've changed its nature because you've changed its uh, costume. And then no sooner as you open that door, it runs right back to the slop. It's because it doesn't matter what kind of potential, the nature and the character has not shifted. And if you're going to stop resisting dressing pigs up and giving all of your investment of life into men that never deserve the conversation, you're going to have to, A, know the purpose of your pearls. I want you to stop and think about that. Letter B, know the nature of this pig. It was Miles Monroe, I think it was, who said, when you know the nature of a thing, its behavior never surprises you. And then letter C, know the value of your pearls. When, when, you, when you go through this A, B, and C, it will help you to determine if this person is worth your pearls or not. Or not. So now let's get to it. There, there are certain signs in a man that makes him worth your all. What was it that Lisa saw in me that made her say, okay, this is the guy. Number one, he is clearly interested in the core of you and not the fringe of you or the fringes of you. He, he's not, he's not, you know, just interested in your, in, in your, your, your looks, your sexuality, your position, your connections, your money. This guy is clearly interested in the core of you and not the fringe benefits. Because I think the biggest test of a person valuing your core is in how much do they see you and hear you? How, 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 how seen do you feel by this person? How heard do you feel by this person? When a person is deeper than your sex appeal or your monetary value, they actually listen to things 
you're saying lightly or in passing. You know, you, you make a statement and, you know, it wasn't anything deep, but you made the statement and it's like, you know, weeks later they're repeating to you something you said three weeks ago. It's because when a person is interested in the core of you and not just the fringes of you, they learn intimate things about you from a collection of conversations and they remember. When a man really loves you and a man is really into you, he listens to you and he learns. Not only does he learn, he actually remembers. Now, let me make a powerful statement here. Only the Creator gives a man an interest in who you are at your core. Because as men, we are built to get stuck on the fringes of the woman. You know, we, we built to look at that first. We're smelling that perfume. Man, we feeling that hair. We're looking into those eyes. We're imagining. We're just built that way. It takes, it takes the creator to give a man an interest in who you are at your core. It's kind of like when God made Eve and God brought Eve to Adam. The first thing Adam does, now mind you, according to Genesis, they're both naked. You know? But Adam, there's no record where Adam was looking up and down and was like, wow, you know, let me, let me get with this right here. No, no. Adam started making love to her mind. He said, you know, you come out of my, you, out of my body. You come flesh of my flesh, bone of my bones. You are woman. You are my equivalent. You are, you are the equivalent of me as a man. You just have a womb, woman, womb man. You can give birth. You can give life. It takes the creator to give a man an interest in who you are at your core. Now, that, that, that should bring us to something. When's the last time you asked God to give the right man an interest in you? If you look in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7, it says, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. It takes God to shift a man's focus from the outward appearance to the heart. It is God motivating a man to look beyond your flesh. But the man that would be worth your your full and complete investment is a man that is interested in the core of you and not just the fringes of you. Now what does this look like? What does this look like when a man is interested in the core of you? How does he behave? Letter A. Letter A. His conversation is explorative and non-sexual or financial. See, if you were the man and, you know, y'all on the first date and he already taking it sexual, you know, just all these little corny sexual innuendos or maybe even some sexual jokes. He, I think you got a clown right there, honestly, because a serious man, his conversation is going to be explorative. He's going to want to know, 
you know, what you like, what you don't like. He's going to know your, in, he's going to want to know your interest. Let it be. He doesn't ask for anything. You know, he doesn't, he's not like a whole lot of these feminine dudes today that, that are foolish enough to ask a woman to help, help me out, help your boy out, help me out with this here, help me out with this here. Man, you ain't got no family. You ain't got no homeboys. You can go, uh, Get to help you out? You go sit and ask a woman to help you out? Okay, let us see. He has a transparent and honest energy. He has a real, he's really transparent and he has a really honest energy. And he's not a flatterer. You know, you're not just, just all day long, just all over you. Just with all of that old fake flattery, you know. You know you haven't combed your hair. You're talking about how beautiful your hair is and all this kind of stuff here. Let it be. He's proud to be in public. Or even on social platforms with you. Letter E, he welcomes you into his world. He, you know, once you all have gone out and established certain things, he brings you to meet his people. His homeboys know you. Letter F, he makes the investment of time and resources to build the connection. He's not just trying to slide through every Friday night for whatever that purpose is. And then letter G, he adores you as you are, and he lovingly supports your desire for growth. You know, in other words, you may think you, well, I'm about 20 pounds too heavy, maybe 30 or 40 pounds too heavy. But this guy here, the guy that, you know, is interested in your core rather than the fringes, is a guy that's going to love you and accept you just the way you are, and he's going to support you in your desire uh, to improve or to shift some things in your life. But if you never make a shift, if you never change anything, he's going to love you just like you are and he's interested in you exactly the way you are. Now, number two, he's already manifesting his potential as an individual. How to know the guy that's worth you investing all that you have into him He's interested in your core, not just the fringes, not the benefits. Number two, he's already manifesting his potential as an individual. It's not a situation where you see something in him that he doesn't really see in himself. He has his own vision and he is presently in pursuit of it when you meet him. That was one of the things that went on with me, you know, Lisa, I had my own vision and I was in hot pursuit of it. You know what I mean? I, I was doing that thing. I was going after everything I imagined. It wasn't like I needed a woman to come and jumpstart me. I needed a woman to come and underwrite me and all of this. No, no, no. I was out there hump. I was humping. I was getting it. And when God gave me Lisa, she just came into that situation and she breathed life. If you have a man that's not in pursuit you know, if, if you have a man that's not really manifesting anything, I think you might need to pass on that one because you might be interviewing for a son instead of a man. Luke 19 and 17 says, And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. One other version says, because you've been faithful in a little, I'll make you ruler over much. If you're not proving to be faithful with the little that you presently have, you're disqualified 
So if a man is not presently manifesting, if he's not manifesting anything on his own, you don't need another project. You need a partner. A man that's worth your investment is doing all right by himself. And he's not asking you to do anything for him. You recognize that he can take it to another level with your skill set. But a woman must never attempt to help a man that is not manifesting on his own. You should never try to help a man that refuses to help himself. When a woman empowers a man that has not done so for himself, listen to this very carefully. When a woman empowers a man that has not done so for himself, it usually leads to one of two mindsets. Letter A, he will resent you for it. And then letter B, he will use you as a free ride. Letter A, he'll resent you. Or letter B, he will use you as a free ride. A man's identity, a true man, a masculine man's identity and self-esteem are attached to his personal, individual accomplishments. In fact, about it, we accomplish things because one of our great motivations for accomplishing things is for our, our women to see it and say, you've done a marvelous job, I'm proud of you. When God created Adam, the first thing he gave him was a job and goals. Before he gave him a woman. When a woman attempts to give a man purpose and achievement, he resents her because he sees her as a reflection of his failure. It's fine for a woman to come into a man's life and accent, come on now, or make improvements to what he already has in place. But it is a waste of time for a woman to try to give a man what he must attain on his own. So if, if he's going to be a man that's worth your Giving him your all, he's going to have to be a man that is presently manifesting. Because if he's not presently manifesting, he's going to resent you for coming into his life and doing for him what, you know, he's not able to or felt like he's or feels like he's not able to do for himself yet. Or he's going to just be a complete feminine man and just use you for a free ride. Either way, it ends and it ends badly. Number three. He supports your goals as much as you support his. You should never give your all to a man that can't, that is not big enough to handle all that there is to you. If you got to hide one of your cars when this dude comes around because you don't know if he can handle it. If you're scared to invite him to your house because your house is laid out like that and he ain't got it like that and you don't know if he can handle it. If, if you're not comfortable telling him about the promotion you got today and how you got a $50,000 a year raise because you don't know if he can handle it or not. He ain't the one. This is not the dude for you to give your all to. He, because this guy is going to be one that supports your goals as much as you support his. 
When Lisa and I got married, I was making what? Seven fifty every two weeks. Lisa was an RN. So y'all already can do the math. Y'all already know this woman was making much, 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 much more money than I was making. And she can tell you, I supported her. I supported her. I never was I was never jealous. My manhood was never threatened. <laughs> because my check looked like this and hers looked like that. I was never threatened. Because the man that, that is going to be worth your giving your all to is going to be one that can support, that was, will support your goals as much as you support his. Because this speaks to the true nature of partnership. A woman should never give her all to man that's not her partner. And you see, most women use the term partner lightly. A man can be your lover and, and children's father without ever having been your partner. A partner is someone who sees your value, recognizes your contributions, and supports your goals and dreams. A partner empowers you as much as you empower them. You can see the elevation in you because of your partner. Lisa and I have it's been like iron sharpening iron. We've made each other better. And man, we got together. My God. And whoo, everybody talking about a high value man, high value woman. What about a high value couple? Come on now. Your boy was getting it. I was doing all right. I was I was working with my little 750 every two weeks. You know what I'm saying? You would have never knew I was broke like that. But when God gave me that woman and, and gave gave me to her and her to me, man, and we came together, it's amazing the kind of magic we work when we together. But if a man can't support your goals as much as you support his, he ain't the one for you to give your all to. The Bible talks in Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10 about two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Two, are two people are supposed to benefit one another. He says, two, he says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. When we are together, we, 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 we make more. We make more money, we make more progress. A man worth your all will celebrate you freely. Proverbs 31, 28 says her children arise up. Talking about the husband of the uh, virtuous woman. It says her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praiseth her. Any man that can't praise you. Any man that won't praise you, you going out with a dude and, you know, you say, hey, man, you know, I got this, um, I got this promotion on my job today. And homeboy, get quiet, looking on his phone and all that. Mm-hmm, that's nice. Red flaming flag, time to go. If a man cannot celebrate you, here's a man that does not deserve all that you have to deposit. Number four, number four, he always makes you feel seen and heard. His energy is consistent. 
he's consistent. He's the same dude. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not flip-flopping on you. He's not vacillating and changing, switching up on you from one day to the next. He's, he's not gaslighting you. And then, you know, he's not love-bombing you. And, 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 then, and then, then going off and ghosting you. No, 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 no. He always makes you feel seen and heard because his energy is consistent. He's stable. There's nothing worse than an unstable man. 1 Peter 3 and 7 says, Likewise ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Notice he says, Husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor. He does not, this man does not bring confusion and mixed messages. His, his energy is consistent. He's an honorable man. He treats you and he handles you honorably. It's not hard for you to honor him back. Submission and honor are the two sides of the same coin. It's because he leads with honor. Therefore, he reaps the fruit of submission from you because his energy is consistent. He, he's, not bringing, he's not ushering into your life confusion. Why would you give a man that's bringing confusion into your life your all? 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. The man that is worthy of your all is a man who's so consistent, he makes you feel so seen and heard by the, in the way he honors you that he just brings a peace and a calm to your life. Number five, he lives his life like an open book before you. You ain't, you ain't really got to do no whole lot of investigating because he lives his life like an open book. Just recently, one of my um, spiritual sons, who's, who's becoming an amazing artist and designer nationally uh, for a lot of the stars and so forth and so on, he, he's, he's, he came to my home and he's going to, um, he's going to design a studio for me, you know, to, to do my work out of. And uh, I was bringing him, he was, he, had to, he was catching a flight out, he flew in, he's catching another flight out to, to go back to wherever he's coming from. And um, I was bringing him to meet one of his friends. And I noticed when I pulled off from the house, I guess I was about a mile away, that I didn't have my phone. And he said, you going back and get it? I said, no, no, I'm, I don't feel like turning around to go get it. And I told him, I said, well, get your phone out. I said, call my wife. And called my wife and I said, yeah, babe, um, I left my phone at the house. I just want you to know I left it there in case you need me. I'm, I'm bringing him. I'm coming straight back, but I won't be able to talk to you because the phone is at the house. And he was looking at me and he said, wow. He said, wow, you left your phone and you didn't go back to get it. No, I didn't go back to get it because I don't need to go back to get it. There ain't nothing in my phone that my wife can't see. I've lived my life like an open book. A woman must never give her all to a man she's not at least attempted to vet. Verify and authenticate. He has to live his life 
like an open book. And watch this. Before she can ask the questions, the right man lives his life in a way that provides the answers. If a man can't answer questions, he cannot be tested. That means you've got to ask this brother questions. And if he's, if he's frustrated by you asking him questions, he ain't the one. Keep it moving. 1 Kings 10, 2 and 3 talks about how uh, the queen of Sheba came to meet Solomon to ask him hard questions. And the Bible says Solomon told her everything she wanted to hear. There was nothing that she asked that he did not answer. And it blew her mind because the right man that you can invest your all into is a man, is a man whose life is an open book. Number six, I only have seven. This man that you can freely invest your all into is a man that helps you to love yourself more. That's been one of my, um, that's been one of my assignments in my wife's life was to teach my wife and to help my wife to love herself more. You know, being a victim of childhood abuse, sexual abuse, you can only imagine, you know, going on her own, I think somewhere around 14, 15 years old, emancipating herself from, you know, a very toxic and even demonic uh, father, and having to be on her own and having to fend for herself. You can only imagine the brokenness. But when she and I got together, I loved her so much and I adored her so much because my wife never even knew she was beautiful. And it was my, was my adoration for her and my love for her. Not this lustful sexual attraction kind of thing, but a, a pure adoration and love for her and constantly speaking into her and telling her things that I thought she already knew, but she didn't. God used me to help her to love herself. Because the right man is a man that teaches you to truly appreciate yourself by how he makes you his priority. A woman must never give her all to man that has not made her his priority. His language and his temperament gives you a different perspective of you, who you are, and what you're worth, and what you deserve. He, he speaks life into your self-esteem, and he speaks into your self-love. His words are intentional and life-giving. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And then number seven, and finally, and I'm out of here, let y'all go do your Valentine's night thing. The man that is worth, worthy of you giving your all to is a man that has articulated the desire to make you his wife. The Bible does not say, he that findeth a girlfriend obtaineth favor. It says, he that findeth a wife obtaineth favor of the Lord. Some things must be preserved 
for husbands. Don't give all of your husband benefits to boyfriends and passers-by. When the real one comes, you won't have anything left because these other jokers, these clowns would have squandered your reserves. It's like the five foolish virgins of the Bible. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 25, 1-12. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, No, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Don't be like these foolish virgins who show up empty when the opportunity arises. Because you have wasted your substance with men that never deserved you. But preserve yourself in what God has given you to offer for the man that says, I want you to be my wife. And you got to do more than just say it. We, we need to see it. We need to see a ring. We need to make this public. Come on now. When a, when a brother start articulating marriage, that's the brother you submit to. Not, not just, you know, no, no. I know, I know some of these boyfriends want y'all to submit to them. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm going to leave that alone. A woman must never open her heart, her life, her body, and or her resources to a man that has not expressed the desire to make her his wife. Why? It's because there's no covenant there. And the Bible says finally in 1 Peter 3 and 1, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation or the lifestyle of the wife. But the point is, you're supposed to be in subjection to your own husband. You, you, you hold on to your full deposit for the man that makes you his wife and becomes your husband. So that's my little, that's my little um, message for you today. I, I pray that, um, that you've gotten something out of it. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the wisdom of the word. And now, God, my prayer is that you will allow this message to just soak into the spirit of those who, are, who have spiritual ears to hear. God, I thank you for giving clarity to those, dear God, who are unclear. 
And I thank you for bringing healing to those, dear God, who've been broken by mistakes they've made. Help them to mend, help them to see themselves as you see them. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Now listen, I know that there are many of you who may need counseling. Maybe you're struggling with some stuff right now. There's a relationship that we have with BetterHelp Counseling. And there's a link in the description. If you engage that link, BetterHelp will take 10% off of the cost of the counseling. Now, this is counseling that you can do on the phone, text messages, email, computer, however you want to do it. And been getting a lot of people that have great results. So if that's something you think you need, because I'm not a counselor. I'm not a counselor at all. I'm not a mental health professional at all. If that's something you think you need, use that link, get the 10% off, and let me know how it works out for you. Uh, in return, BetterHelp is going to make a deposit into RSC Blake's Ministries. Now, don't forget to go to the website, rscblakes.com, sign up for the mailing list, check out all of the online programs, Amazon, check out all of the books. I know that they're saying a lot of the books are uh, out of stock while well, we we are rectifying that we're rectifying that buying and, and you know just reprinting books and <laughs> woo the blessing is something else my God and uh, of course I want to thank all of you who, who have sown into our lives Lisa and I truly 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 love you we thank God for you on a daily basis we do not take you lightly I know I'm forgetting something. But whatever that is, y'all know I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Don't be sitting there crying and eating all that ice cream because you ain't got no date. You got peace. You got God in your heart. You got an amazing future. And you got all of those channels. Sit there and watch a good TV show, man. A lady, sister, daughter, whomever. And just know that you're blessed. In fact, about it, not only are you blessed, you are on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. So guess what? I will see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time. We here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you're there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blakes Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.